0: Welcome, my friends, to the Catholic Sacred Music Hour, and we dedicate this hour to the saints who have gone before us. Throughout the history of the Western Church, the veneration of saints has remained an integral and very popular part of religious devotion. A key element in all this devotion is the idea that saints can have a special role as patrons, as guardians and protectors of places and people, and as workers of miraculous cures. Sainthood was, and still is, established by the process of canonization in the Catholic Church. So we'll be hearing about popular saints, familiar saints, maybe less so familiar saints, but certainly this hour. Stay with us as we sing with all the saints in glory. With all the saints in glory, perhaps found in your hymnal at church, set to the tune of Joyful Joyful. The term saint originated in the Latin word sanctus, meaning hallowed or consecrated. The early Christians saw themselves as a community of saints or holy people, but even in the first century, they showed special reverence for individuals who, in imitation of Christ, had demonstrated outstanding holiness by dying for their faith. The memories of these early martyrs were kept vividly alive through shrines, iconography, and passing on down through the centuries the reverence for these holy people. Let's continue now with first an instrumental version of For All the Saints, a very traditional familiar hymn, followed by a sung version so we can hear the text, and then we'll explore some music dedicated to some of our earliest saints. Very familiar for all the saints, a favorite, nice and strong and uplifting for the Feast of All Saints Day, dedicating this hour to songs written and inspired by the saints from the earliest centuries, even up to today. Composers are still writing pieces as they are inspired by the saints. The Acts of the Apostles set up a direct parallel between Christ's passion and the death of Stephen. He was the first Christian martyr and the first to be honored individually as a saint. It was in the year approximately 35, and for almost four centuries, many Christians eagerly sought the martyr's crown. From the end of the second century, annual celebrations, anniversaries, were held to commemorate the dates of death, known as feast days, because death was the beginning of their life in heaven, of these witnesses to Christ. Martyrs such as Ignatius of Antioch were invoked to help the living, and their bodily remains or relics were treasured. And many of us have visited shrines to see relics, whether it's piece of clothing, hair, first, second, third class relics are um, abounding. So let us go now to a piece of music set for one of uh, a very early saint, maybe not as popular as Saint Francis, Anthony, or Joseph but it is Saint Columba, the patron saint of poets, living 521 to 597. A leading saint of both Scotland and Ireland, Columba was born in Donegal, became a monk and priest, and founded major monasteries throughout Ireland in the year 565. He was about uh, in his mid-40s. He left his homeland for Scotland and continued there opening mission churches. He and his companions founded a monastery in Iona, the Holy Island, and it became the headquarters for missions for um, the people of Scotland. Tall and athletic with a voice that allegedly could be heard a mile away, Columba was also a fine poet, hence the patron saint of poets. We go to a CD now um, from the English Choral Society, and this is written by Benjamin Britton. We're hearing the choir of St. John's College in Cambridge and the hymn of St. Columba. We'll move up a few hundred years to Hildegard of Bingen, virgin and doctor, living the, in the year 1098 to 1179, a superwoman of the time, Hildegard of Bingen, abbess, artist, author, composer, mystic, pharmacist, poet, preacher, theologian. I don't think it leaves anything out. Where to begin describing this remarkable woman? She was added to the calendar verse Calendar of Saints fairly recently, May 2012, and formally proclaimed a Doctor of the Church. Born into a noble family, Hildegard was only 18 when she became a Benedictine nun and became its prioress in 1136. We're going to hear some of the music that she actually wrote, her soaring melodies, so beautiful. We will hear her Kyrie, followed by Laus Trinity that has been sung as a striking hymn of praise following the Kyrie in 12th century abbeys even through today. And handbells are used in this rendition to emphasize the joy of singing about the Trinity. Mm, I love those handbells. Doesn't it just take you back to a, a stone monastery somewhere in Europe? One of my favorite saints is November 22nd, St. Cecilia. She lived in Rome approximately in the 3rd century, founded a church in a small district outside of Rome, and was martyred and buried in the cemetery of St. Calixtus. According to her colorful legend, she was an aristocratic Christian girl, unwillingly betrothed to a pagan named Valerian. She sang to the Lord in her heart as the organs at her wedding feast were playing, hence her patronage of musicians, and refused to consummate the marriage. Instead, she converted her bridegroom to her faith. He returned from his baptism to find Cecilia standing next to an angel who crowned both of them with roses and lilies. Sometimes we see the rose— Uh, one of her emblems valerian's brother tiberius also became a christian and soon afterwards both brothers were imprisoned and condemned to death for the zealousness with which they buried the bodies of the martyrs and cecilia was brought before the prefect she refused to sacrifice to the roman gods converted her persecutors 400 people were baptized in her home and she was finally sentenced to death by suffocation in her bathroom If you visit the church in Trastevere, right outside of Rome, St. Cecilia's, you can go down into the crypt and see this bathtub where she died. Although its furnace was fed with seven times the normal amount of fuel, Cecilia was unharmed, so beheading was tried. A soldier gave her three violent blows, and she died slowly and in agony over the next three days. And her body is incorrupt in the church. Absolutely beautiful. So here is a lovely hymn, the hymn to St. Cecilia, being conducted by Richard Prue, sung by the cathedral singers. And I believe, if I recall, we're going to hear those handbells again. The Hymn to St. Cecilia, Early Gregorian Chant. And now we're going to go to a general hymn as we are dedicating this hour to those men and women, holy men and women who have gone before us. And we will hear a litany of saints, as we might hear on All Saints Day, certainly All Souls Day, when we remember those. Many churches Um, will have a special mass and read the names of parishioners that were lost throughout the year. Certainly we hear the Litany of Saints and the Easter Vigil, and sometimes even at baptisms. They'll have music as part of the baptismal ceremony and prayer service, and they could easily sing the Litany of Saints, trying to include the names of the newly baptized children. The Saints and Blesseds are signs, special signs of God's activity. Their surrender to God's love was so generous an approach to the total surrender of Jesus that the church recognizes them as heroes and heroines worthy to be held up for our inspiration. As every day we strive to be holy men and women, we can look to them for example, for inspiration. They were normal people like you and I, having normal hardships and hurdles that life will throw us uh, and throw their way, but they were able to overcome them. Uh, They remind us that the church is holy, can never stop being holy, and is called to show the holiness of God by living the life of Christ. Our holiness is the same as theirs, God's holiness. Their lives were indeed conditioned by the culture and history of their own day. Their expression of holiness is partly different from what it would be in the twenty first century, but the essence is the same. They received God's gift with joy. And they call to us to do likewise. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you, as we read in Corinthians chapter 3? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person, for the temple of God, which you are, is holy. Litany of the Saints by Stephen Dean
1: Roger of to this.
0: I believe two of the most popular saints are St. Saint Patrick and St. Francis of Assisi, and I have several selections penned by modern composers based on their prayers and their life. Before we go to those two popular saints and talk a little bit about them, we'll go to Bob Hurd. As we heard earlier, sing with all the saints in glory. He has a piece entitled Saints of God and with all the saints. Bob Heard, still alive and well, writing for Breaking Bread and Today's Missile Music Issue, let's hear how he sings with all the saints.
2: People worshiping before the throne of grace, where all tears beside the weight of sin.
0: go now to two pieces dedicated to the great evangelizer of the Irish, born in the west of Britain, Patrick. Comparatively irreligious when at the age of 16 he was captured by pirates. He was a slave in Ireland, working as a herdsman, and for the next six years, during which he learned to pray and take religion very seriously, eventually he escaped and returned home to ireland a changed man he trained for the priesthood and in 432 returned to ireland as a missionary after his death many legends grew up around patrick one was that he explained the trinity by reference to the shamrock another that he expelled all snakes from ireland i don't know how true these are but as a result his emblems are shamrocks and snakes, and he is invoked by people who are frightened of snakes. I think that includes almost all of us. First, we'll hear from Margaret Rizza and her prayer of St. Francis. We're familiar with Christ be behind me, Christ be before me, Christ be with me wherever I go. And she uses a lovely chant refrain of Jesu Domine, Jesu Domine, Jesus Lord. Margaret Rizza studied at the Royal College of Music in London, as well as the National School of Opera. And since 1983, she has dedicated herself to the work of spirituality. All her compositions are a very simple contemplative style, a mixture of chants and choral pieces. Margaret Rizza's Prayer of St. Patrick. We will go to the rich voice of Patrick Mulhern for our second selection dedicated to St. Patrick, and this might be a little familiar, Great and Glorious St. Patrick.
3: We praise you and thank you, our Father above who offer us peace in your kingdom of love. Mankind has been saved by the death of your Son, who showed us the way that all men might be one. Accepting this gospel, we, We honor St. Patrick, who taught in our land what your kindness has done. Accepting this gospel, we honor St. Patrick, who taught in our land what your kindness has done. Hail Gloria, Saint Patrick, dear saint of our isle. On us, your poor children, bestow a sweet smile. And now thou art high in the mansions above. On Erin's green valleys, look down in thy land. Hail Gloria, Saint Patrick Hail Gloria, Saint Patrick dear Saint of our lives Hail Gloria Saint Patrick Hail Gloria, Saint Patrick Hail Gloria Saint Patrick, Hail, glorious Saint Patrick you Saint of our eyes. Air bless and defend The dear land of our birth, Where shamrocks rocks still bloom As when Thou were on earth. Our hearts shall still burn Wheresoever For God and Saint Patrick and our native home. For God and Saint Patrick, for God and Saint Patrick, for God and Saint Patrick and our native
1: home.
3: For God and Saint Patrick. God and Saint Patrick, for God and Saint Patrick, and
1: our name.
0: It is the easy-to-listen velvet tones of Patrick Mulhern that brings us the St. Joseph song written by Michael Card, but sung so beautifully and naturally by Patrick Mulhern. The Bible tells us nothing of Joseph in the years after the return to Nazareth except the incident of finding Jesus in the temple. Perhaps this can be taken to mean that God wants us to realize that the holiest family was like every other family that the circumstances of life for the holiest family were like those of every family, so that when Jesus' mysterious nature began to appear, people couldn't believe that he came from such humble beginnings. The Bible speaks of God justifying someone, and uh, that paid Joseph the highest compliment. He was a just man. The quality means a lot more than faithfulness in paying debts. When the Bible says someone is just, it means he was one who was completely open to all that God wanted to do for him. He became holy by opening himself totally to God. Joseph's Song.
3: How could it be This baby in my arms, sleeping now so peacefully, the Son of God, the angel said. let A simple carpenter
0: How can
3: I raise a king? How can I raise a king? He looks so small His face and hands so fair And when he cries The sun just seems to disappear But when he laughs It shines again. How could it be? Father, show me where I fit into this plan of yours. How can how can i raise a king how can i raise a king how could it be this baby in my arms sleeping now
0: And I knew that St. Francis of Assisi has inspired many composers throughout the centuries. Of course, we're all familiar with the Prayer of St. Francis. And I found four or five other selections just in my CD collection. And among them, here's an entire CD dedicated to, without a doubt, the world's most popular saint, both within the Catholic and Franciscan communities, but for many others as well. It's a 20-some collection, I think 24 hymns, inspired by St. Francis. It's put out by the St. Francis and Clare Press, Incorporated. St. Francis and Clare Press. St. Francis of Sisi, living 1182 to 1226, the troubadour of the great king, wrote prayers, rules of life, admonitions, letters, and his last will and testament. His prayers expressed the struggles and joys of his soul-searching experience of God. Composer Joe Higginbotham expresses well in music the spirit of Francis's prayer, To you we give all praise is the title of the CD. To you we give all praise, music for the prayers of St. Francis of Assisi. Listen to this very interesting edition of The Prayer of St. Francis, and I think you will discover the text being set to another very familiar hymn tune. Lord, make me Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace to the tune of Humbly Lord We Worship You. How interesting is that? Again, I have so many here to choose from for St. Francis, and we certainly will not get to all of them. But one worth hearing and making mention is from the CD called Witness of the Saints coming to us from the University of Notre Dame Folk Choir. Lord, make me an instrument, and we hear some Spanish text in here as well.
1: i sure.